All right. All right. So you're spelling it out for me. That's just mine. Uh, my personal, but I, I always point everyone to. Okay. Uh, left flank bends. Yeah. Okay. Lorax there we go. of the left. And that's how you could find uh, uh, Lorax here on, on the Twitter. Is that right? Yeah. On the Twitters. Okay. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and throw that up here. My handwriting's awful, but left flank bets is, you know, I always point that's where you want to find us. Right. Cool. So again, you want to find Lorax, uh, Strimmon here on the twitch.com left flank vets. You want to find him on the Twitter on his own handle, Lorax of the left. Awesome. And, uh, let's chat real quick. Like, how do, how do I know you? I think I just, you know, I, you know, I know you because you're the left flank vets. You're, you were the, you know, one of the bigger leftist accounts on the, on the scene. Uh, when I, uh, sort of started to uh, dabble in the leftist, you know, politics type streaming. So I was like, all right, these are people that I look up to. I still very much look up to y'all in your stream. Oh. I got a, I, I got it. I'm trying to convince myself to find more and more time to watch y'all. You always have uh, great things to share. And I'm also very appreciative, uh, to have, some of you on on this show and on this channel. <clears throat> so Lorex, we've reached out to to my friends in the spirit of building leftist unity, strength and power and and yeah, in that in that same spirit. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being willing to to chat about uh, your journey and your life. I know you were on an episode of Kenzo Shibata's Meet the Left, but I had to miss that. Literally my computer pretty much did the equivalent of an explosion that day and I couldn't do shit. I was worthless. So I'm sorry I missed you that day, buddy, but uh, it's good to be with I, you today and it, thank you. Yeah, it's all good. I, I was I was upset that uh, your computer took a shit that day. Oh my gosh. It, it works so much better with you like guiding everything. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Kenzo, yeah. Well, because because it's hard. Like I, I'm I'm doing it right now. I'm like doing I'm like the 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 streamer, the producer, and I'm like the talent or whatever. It's hard to sort of do both. It, it's it's best to be able to just not pay attention and sit back. So that's sort of like nice that Kenzo gets to be able to do that. But uh, I definitely abandoned him that day, and I'm a terrible producer. I'm a bad person. Too. <sighs> it's all good. Yeah. So um, let's go ahead and dig right in. Uh, you know. I would love to uh, dig into the interview. Actually, before we do that, before we do that, uh, this is, you know, we have, we have plenty of time. I would love to sort of give you the floor. We can sort of uh, talk about whatever is on your mind. This sort of section, I call it, you know, what's grinding your gears. I'm going to make a little uh, graphic for that down the road. But, you know, what's on your mind? Current events, topical, or just anything that's, uh, that's you know, just uh, rolling around up there? Well, I mean, I'm I'm in a cross between, you know, whether I'm a... <laughs> I'm more communist or anarchist at this point um, after the shooting the other day. Um, just like, yeah, there's a lot going on that. And then there's some shit going on on Twitter this morning. And it's just been, okay. uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a day. <clears throat> what's, what's challenging uh, uh, that? Uh, 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 can I, can I assume you've, you, you were, you identify with communists and you you're toying with anarchism or is the opposite? I think the theory that I've been reading, you know, I like to sometimes the product of change or the theory of change can be very, it varies on different levels. Like, right. I think anarchism and con communism all have the similar end goal with a stateless, cashless, wageless society um, without. Yeah. But you also have the way to get there. Right. So do you do it through like a Trotskyist um, transformation program or a transitional program or do you do it through, I don't know, like a, a commune system or, or, mm. uh, you know, just getting rid of the state immediately and then figuring it out from there. And that's where, uh, you, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to like 
openly talk about <laughs> what what it would mean to be a anarchist revolution. But also, uh, that's it's I don't know where we're going in the United States, and it's it's hard to sit back and like think about this as like how can you know can we do electoral politics? Is that something that is even doable uh, for the future of black and brown communities in this country? Um, it, it doesn't appear to be the case. I mean, it's not doing it so far and, and nothing's changing, right? Yeah, it's kind of shitty. Reform, uh, and it's like, you know, the whole idea of like, we keep doing reform and eventually we get to abolition. But every, every time we do a reform, it seems like a majority of the country just kind of goes back to sleep. I think that's where my head is. It's, it's tough to justify one or the other right now. Especially, I mean, it's like there's such a, there's something in the air right now. This summer is going to be a lot different than last summer in a lot of ways. Um, plus, you know, the California fires coming up, climate change, hurricane season. Just looking forward to another fucking year of disaster. I don't mean to doomer yeah. on no, your yeah. stream. We're no, going to have fun, fun here in a second. We're going to talk about our yeah. cool stuff. But this no, is what's sure. weighing on my mind. It's just like I on a bigger scale. That. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um Hey, someone, someone's mentioning they got your mic. Is that the, the, the Shure mic? The, uh, uh, what is it yeah. called? I forget. Shure, uh, Sir. the MP77, I believe. Nice. Yeah. That serves a lot of people pretty well there. It's the USB mic, but you can also plug in a, uh, uh, fucking three pin. XLR, yeah, you can is that do three right? pin as well. Yeah. It's, it's a sweet, it's a really sweet mic. Um, nice. I, I got it cause Marcus got one and I was like, yeah. I want the same one. And yeah, it's a good looking mic. Sounds good. Um, so let's talk about it. Uh, let's dig in. Let's dig in. And we'll have more time to chat at the end, I think. Um, yes. Uh, so Lorax, we call this Where Are They Now? Feel free to talk about uh, more about your current projects. You're on the left flank vets. You can also mention anything professional or other leftist related projects that you do. I know I've seen pictures of you doing direct uh, uh, mutual aid. Uh, feel free to chat about whatever uh, keeps you busy these days. I mean, I'm just trying to stay involved in the community. I think uh, one of my my tenets of just my personal tenets is if you're going to, you know, you, you as it's like just weird leadership theory that I learned through um, the Navy. And then after when I got out of school and got my degree uh, was, you know, you never ask someone to do something that you wouldn't do. So I guess, you know, as a streamer with with a decent following, I'm not going to say it's big, but it's, it's a decent one. Uh, I want to be out there in the community and organize and do the shit that I say that I, I tell other people to do. You know, I've joined uh, an organization, Socialist Alternative. I'm still weighing on that because it's still early in that. But leftist organizations are like, a, I always say it's like an AA meeting. You know, you if you don't like the one that you went to, go to another. You know, go find a find another one that fits your vibe. And that's that's where I'm just trying to figure out where I fit in that. But in the meantime, right. I'm doing... Uh, mutual aid. There's this uh, organization called Breakfast Block out here in San Diego that every two weeks they do a massive hot food and, and uh, mutual aid drive. But also there's politics inserted into it too because you can't just do mutual aid without inserting a political ideology as well or else it just leads to a constant set of burnout. Uh, elaborate on that. What, what do you mean? Spell that um, out for me. I'm so when I, yeah. when I say insert politics into things like mutual aid, it, it means inserting politics. Talk about the capitalist structure of why we're doing it. Okay. Um, you know, why this has to be done every weekend. Talk about the failures of the NGOs or the nonprofits um, that the nonprofit industrial complex brings uh, 
to the United States. Like it's it's just a cop out. Like philanthropy is just a cop out for billionaires to pretend they care. Um, and so when we talk about mutual aid and, and this set of burnout, it's like if you don't insert politics, whether it be theory from um, anarchist theory or communist theory, then it really just becomes a constant cycle of uh, giving where eventually you you end up running out of, of volunteers, you end up running, like just burning yourself out because you're constantly needing to do this unless something changes, right? Like our, our end goal of mutual aid is to not have to do, like mutual aid is always part of society. Uh, Kropotkin wrote a really good book on mutual aid. But like that's, we, we want to get to a point where mutual aid is just like giving your neighbor something they need to cook something opposed to fucking needing to give mass society uh clothing and bedding and stuff because everyone should have those basic needs um yeah that's that's the end goal right is to do it so you don't have to do it anymore and i think that's a lot a lot of times lost uh with the lack of inserting politics into it uh uh lorax for those who don't know what mutual aids is do you mind spelling that out for them really quickly uh mutual so there is a difference so this is a this is actually a shirt from Breakfast Block. It says uh, solidarity, not charity, um, because solidarity is genuinely caring and building a connection uh, in your community and building a connection with your fellow organizers, not just mobilizing for the next uh, major thing that happens that happens every fucking day here. Right. So mutual aid is is providing those basic needs outside of the infrastructure of a nonprofit or a government entity to our neighbors, like our houseless neighbors or our neighbors who need uh, a door fixed, right? Anything like that could be, you know, you could start an optometry block where you have volunteer optometrists come in and, and do eye exams for for people who can't afford it. That's that's mutual aid. I mean, this is what the Black Panthers did, right? With their community mm-hmm. breakfast, breakfast, their health centers, they served over 2,000 people with their community community breakfast and health, or health centers in one year, two thousand people got free health care, and so that's where you know we talk about mutual aid. It's it's outside of the structure of the current capitalist system. That's fantastic, uh, Lorax. Let's move on then. So, okay. Um, no, we're doing fine. We get we're do, we're doing all right. And and if there's ever anything you want to elaborate on or, or whatnot or any questions you want to skip, that's all good. It's it's this it's a chill chat. We're here to get to know you, spread the good word. So, um, talked a little bit about the current projects you're working on, uh, you're doing the mutual aid, you work uh, with the left flank vets. How, how, about, how about that? Can you quickly mention for those oh. who don't know what the left flank vets are and what y'all do? Yeah, left flank vets. Um, we, we, uh, so I was originally part of, uh, veterans for Bernie Sanders in 2016. I was the California deputy director. That's what kind of got me involved in politics. And then, uh, for the last, and then I was political director for 2018 cycle and, we kind of just, it was a, it was like a, a, a group of us and we, we kind of got burnt out doing it because the Bernie Sanders campaign didn't really recognize us. They ended up hiring, um, a veteran who had no idea what they were doing for veteran outreach. And it, it kind of hurt, um, knowing that we did so much work for free for Bernie, um, and not getting really any acknowledgement. So we were just like, you know what? 2020 rolls around. <laughs> we were working, doing the vets for Bernie thing for a bit. And then early 2020, we're like, you know what? Bernie's not acknowledging us. He hired this other dude. Uh, and then and the person who founded Vets for Bernie was like, here, take the social media. And I was like, I have an idea. I've had this idea for like years. It's like, we need to transition from 
idolizing a politician to being veterans who happen to be like on the left, like a socialist communist sense. And so, you know, we, we have vets in our name, but I think it's important to point out that uh, that's when we brought in Erica and, and uh, Marcus and I had been part of Vets for Bernie and then we brought in Dick. So we started the stream because, you know, the Twitch streamers like the Army Esports and Navy were on there. So we were like, let's do some T-recruiting. Let's go get the kids right away from joining the military. But what's important to remember is like we are vets, but we also understand that a lot of the vet issues uh, wouldn't be issues if capitalism and the military industrial complex were uh, brought down, right? Like in a way that uh, all these things like homelessness and when people talk about veteran homelessness, it's like all homelessness matters kind of thing. Um, veteran homelessness should not be a put on a higher platform than homelessness, right? That's what, this is what uh, the ruling class loves to do is like, we need to put veterans first. Like, you know, with a universal healthcare system that we have in the VA, if that was expanded to everyone, there could be a division for veterans for sure because there's unique trauma that comes from war and and the fighting the capitalist wars. So we, I think there's there's ways, but what we love to hear, what the ruling class loves to do, including the Democrats, it's like veterans, 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 like because it's an easy talking point for them, but they don't actually do anything for it. They don't actually care about veterans if they're not fighting the capitalist structure. And so that's what Left Flank does. We, we do a stream. We stream almost every day. I think we're actually live right now. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know what we're doing, but... Oh, it was someone else's life. Uh, yeah, someone else. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, we're doing War is a Racket Wednesday. We do that every Wednesday now, um, where we bring on Stephen Semler, who's been okay. doing a lot of deep digging into like police and military spending and shit. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, uh, that's the thing. I, one of the things about being a streamer is you're missing everyone else is currently streaming. You know, uh, you can't win them all. No, um, and also we yeah. have we do have a benefit of having four different people, right? So we have people three on the East coast and then me on the West coast. So we can change up our streams and have different ideals and push back on things. We, I mean, we have discussions on stream all the time about like various tactics and we don't agree on everything and that's, that's okay. That's fascinating. Y'all still have a, a great uh, teamwork attitude. You really get to, uh, it, it seems like you, you, you get along really well together uh, from the outside. You do a great job. Um, okay. We chatted a little bit about your projects, your mutual aid, your, uh, 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 you work on the, the left flank vets. We love your show. Of course, we're huge fans of the show, big fans, uh, big friends of the channel here. Um, and what I'd love to do is talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your leftward bound journey. And if I remember correctly, I was, uh, maybe we've chatted about this before, or I've heard you talk about it before you, 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 you were like raised a Marxist. Is that, is that accurate? Me? No, I, uh, uh, I was, I read Marx in high school though. And okay. that's what, so I uh, okay. I have an interesting background myself, and I don't want to go too much into detail and let y'all know, but like I was raised in a very poverty neighborhood in Spokane, right. Washington, Eastern Washington, which is a shitty little racist not neo Nazi town. But I happen to live in like the one major pov like poverty neighborhood, um, and like went to the poorest elementary school, and then at like thirteen, my parents got an inheritance from my grandfather, of course, because that's how you know, the white family structure in America works. It's like, <laughs> you just wait for an inheritance to get money, right? Um, and so like my par my parents got a <clears throat> an inheritance and we we moved to like the upper, upper South Hill of Spokane, which is like nicer, but also like, you know, the houses at the time were like 150,000 opposed to 
what it is now at like 600,000. So we moved up to this neighborhood. I changed schools and I got into this, this like scene kid, goth kid thing. And I started reading, you know, when everyone else was reading Harry Potter, I was reading all quiet on the Western front and like, you know, cash 22. And then I started get dabbling into theory where some of my, one of my friends was like, Hey, there's this book called communist manifesto. And it's always been a big no, no, you know, not to read it. So like I, as a little, a little anti-authoritarian kid, I read Marx and I remember coming home one day and I was like, Hey mom, dad, you ever read this guy, Karl Marx? Like it makes a lot of sense. You know, why is capitalism like this? Why are there homeless people? You know, things like that. And so my dad shut that down real quick. Um, but because of that attitude that I had in high school, like this needs to change, I also like did a lot of drugs and, and, and drank a lot in high school. So I ended up joining the military because I had no, no direction at 17 years old. And so I joined the Navy to avoid combat, but little did I know I'd still be part of you know the entire cog of the military industrial complex. But seeing it firsthand is, uh, yeah. It was it was pretty bad, um, and then, yeah. Sorry, poverty stricken. Yeah, I don't know. So just reading chat. Yeah, that's cool. Um, hey, let me ask. Let me dig a little bit more deeply here. I wonder if you can touch on if anything sticks out to you, and uh, feel free to skip if you like or pass. Any aspects of pol- uh, politics, especially leftist uh, theory or thinking? You mentioned home houseless uh, homelessness. You know, why is this a problem? Um, any other aspects that really stick out to you as something that uh, something that that helped to win over your heart and mind to the left? Um, I mean, really, a lot of it's experiences, right? I uh, mm-hmm. when I got out, I I got involved. I saw Bernie Sanders, so like. When I got out of the Navy in, in 2012, I started drinking heavily and, and um, kind of got in a really bad place mentally because of whatever trauma I, I had during the military. I don't say that as like, I don't know what the trauma is. I'm just not going to talk about it here. Uh, and like, I got in a really bad place and then I got sober for two years. And when I got sober, I started attending uh, AA meetings for like two years. And then Bernie came around and Bernie started his campaign and he was like, Yo, uh, mental health is a is a or like, you know, mental health is not a criminal issue. It's a it's a like healthcare issue. And I was like that that stuck for me. And I, so I got in the Bernie campaign. And I think like a lot of the left today right now, like especially a young left, uh, Bernie Sanders was a big part of that, right? Uh, and so I jumped into Vets for Bernie and just worked in the Democratic Party. And then working in the Democratic Party showed me how futile the fight within the party is Mm -hmm. Um, like, I don't see an inside game strategy at all. Uh, I think Nevada is a one-off, but I also see that how the democratic party will absolutely pull funding and try to smash that as fast as they can. You're you're talking about how uh, the Nevada took over by the DSA and they, and they, they pretty much uh, drained the coffers on the way out. Yeah. And I, I just don't think like, I mean, they got their money back. They think like Bernie got them like 2 million. Ooh. And I think if, if that, if that continues for yeah. sure. Right. Um, but I also don't know if that can be replicated anywhere else. I know people are talking about like, Oh, we need to replicate it there. But like we tried that in California. We got almost 60% of the California delegates were Bernie Sanders driven delegates in 2017. And so what happened then is that the, the high up, 
board of the California Democratic Party pretty much smashed it. And then the union bosses were like uh, pressuring their their members to vote for a ridiculous piece of shit named Eric Bauman in from L.A. And then we couldn't get our candidate as in the board and we didn't get any board members. And then, you know, three years later, it's now run by a bunch of neolibs and the mm-hmm. Gavin Newsom party. It's just shit. Like we live in a liberal hellscape in California, even though the state voted for Bernie, it still goes back. People just go right back to sleep. Okay. So you've touched on something. I think, uh, uh many people watching the channel, um, will relate to whether or not they're on the side already of you uh, uh, being convinced that working from within the Democratic Party is, uh, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but uh, perhaps a, a severe waste of fucking time and energy. Um, and 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 that can be a huge lesson uh, of, of sort of like realizing, okay, you can't reform this. We, we need something like a revolution. We need, we need drastic fucking change uh, because the Democrats aren't going to save us. Uh, in fact, I, I often point to Chicago as a place run "quote unquote" by Democrats. You can't really win, and you can't get a, a you know you can't win an election if you're not a Democrat. So uh, uh, you know we have they're all Democrats technically, you know, in a way, you know, um, and and our problems aren't going away. You know what I mean? Uh, they're not they're not our savior party. Uh, we have to apparently be our own. Yeah, and there's there's issues with that too. I mean, the third parties we watch, third parties dissipate and fall apart really quickly, and that's where you know building a revolutionary leftist party or or like a a, a united front, if you will, like a united left, where you have a socialist alternative PSL, which is the Party for Socialist Socialism and Liberation. You have right. the Greens, you have the Communist Party USA, you have. USA Communist Party. You have the various different the World Workers Party. If and my idea is like if if you know great utopian grand ideas if they all got in a fucking room together and put out put out a fifteen point platform and said we're all going to support this, uh, it would be cool. But instead, we wait every four years for a fucking presidential candidate who's going to like start this movement and do this. But like everything you do, the revolution starts in your backyard. And I think that's so important. You know, you can tweet. Tweeting is free. Uh, posting is free. But if you have time to like sit on Twitch or like watch a Twitch channel, you have time to go to a meeting, like a, a organizing meeting or something like that. Like we're organizing for a possibility for a Derek Chauvin um, not guilty or acquittal or a slap on the wrist. We're organizing for that already. And we've got like eight different uh, activist groups in these organizing meetings here in San Diego. It's like those are the that's what we needed to do, right? is build this this connection but also movements aren't like the george floyd protests last summer were not movements they were sporadic uprisings that they were spontaneous uprisings. they they didn't really lead to a lot um and then we have because they were anti they were anti right like they were like anti the system but there was no for right like there was no end goal there was defunding the police but like even then that gets muddled down because like what does defunding do, right? It shifts allocation resources to communities affected, mm-hmm. but it also goes through the U.S. system that clearly has means-tested black people and brown people and indigenous people into fucking oblivion. And when I talk about means-testing, it's like you are putting barriers on, on fundings, right? Um, if the funding isn't universal, then it's a failure. If the police are even 
50% defunded or 25% defunded, that is still uh, police state oppression. So if you're not out there saying we want to, we are going to abolish the police and that's what we want. That's the only communist position uh, that we can take right now. And I think, you know, I would love to see Democratic Party people out there saying we need to abolish the police, but that's just not going to happen because the party structure loves the police and they just blame everything on training. You know what I think about that, Lorax? Hmm. Well, well, thumbs down. Uh, no, that's not what I think about that. I'm sorry. That's what the the Democrats think of that. The thumbs down. Okay, I'm gonna work. Oh, on I, that I didn't. I didn't really address the the uh, Democrat thing. Um, but yeah, the Democrats like as far as working with them, go for it. But also, we on the left right. need to realize like when you fail because it's inevitable. We are here with open arms, right? Like I, I'd rather take a, a Democrat who's given up on the system, especially black, brown PO, uh, POC person who was working with the party and has now decided to say, fuck it. You know, I, I want, like, we need to build a structure that welcomes, um, welcomes people who are severely disaffected by the capitalist system um, more so than, you know, like someone like me, right? Uh, you know, this is where this whole discourse of, and it's not discourse, it's a discussion about like, how do, how do we go about people like, uh, you know, these large streamers who have a very vitrolic um, fan base that would absolutely probably swat a black person if they found, you know, an address, right? Like these are very vitrolic streamers and it's important to recognize that. And I, and I just want to like say that because I'm seeing this discourse on Twitter too of like, no, I'd rather welcome someone who's like disaffected, who thought the Democratic Party was some sort of uh, thing, than someone who happened to be down a, a weird pipeline in high school that they decided that they wanted to wear a swastika and then say they're better without actually doing anything to show they're better, right? Um, right. I, I, I think I think you're dropping lots of lots of things there. I, I'd, I'd love to dig into any and all of them. But I'm going to go ahead and move on. We got uh, we got some stuff to to take care of here. Now that we've talked a bit about uh, Lorax, your left uh, leftward bound journey, we've talked about some projects you're up to and and the work that you do. Uh, I would want. I wonder, you know, if you had the chance to uh, look back and reflect and to have a chance to distill those into I don't know some life tips, some life hacks. What might you share with, uh, with some folks listening out there? Um. You know, take a, my, my biggest life, life hack is, you know, it's, if I'm not okay with myself, I'm not great to help other people. Hmm. Uh, if I can't help myself, then, um, I, I need to be able to, to, in order to help other people, I need to help myself first, right? Like I, I need to make sure my mental health is okay. Uh, you know, take, take a couple days, but also like be okay being uncomfortable, be, be okay telling that fellow, that fellow uh, cis white person that, hey, maybe you, sh you shouldn't say this shit, right? Like, be uncomfortable making people uncomfortable in a way that isn't like yelling at them, but also saying, hey, this is where you're wrong. Um, and so this is where, just for life hacks, uh, take a second, take a night, take an evening, take a weekend, and, and do something for yourself if you can, if you have the means to do it. And I don't want to sound like privileged at all, but like, if you have the means to take care of yourself, and take a day off, take that time, right? Because burnout is real in the left and because there's always something to fight for. Every fucking day there's something to fight for. So uh, just know there's a diversity of tactics, 
where uh, if you can't make one protest, you can go to another because there's going to be another. Um, you know, getting arrested isn't necessarily uh, a tactic, but if it happens, you know, you weren't doing anything wrong and you'll be out in the morning because we have your back, right? It's like, um, but yeah, it's just, it's good to take your time. If you're feeling like shit, take some time for yourself, I think is my biggest takeaway from that. Great advice. Excellent advice. Take your time, folks. Uh, take time for yourself. Take care of yourself. Um, you know, if you can't help yourself, you can't help others or, or at the very least, definitely limited, you know? Yeah, it's limited. It's limited capacity, right? Like if you're yeah. not there, how can you uh, really show up for the community and build those connections, right? Um, and I know uh, building connections is difficult for people, uh, but it's something that um, we work on and, and we've got to welcome people from who might not be great at like social interaction and shit or have extreme social anxiety, but how do we, how do we make it so they're comfortable as well? And you can't do that unless you're comfortable, right? If you're giving off a, a negative, negative vibe to people, then, you know, it's not, it might turn some people away. Great advice. We'll be, um, keeping that in mind. You know, I, I, I often have my guests on and I, I, I don't know if, Anyone, I doubt anyone's like speaking to me directly, like, Dan, you need to listen to this. But I'm always like, yes, I should do more. I should do more. I don't know. I've always been like that. It annoys the shit out of me. I just, yeah, I think um, staying quiet for certain things is difficult to do. And we shouldn't. Um, but also there's there's choosing battles too, right? Yeah. Uh, there, there are battles to pick. And um, some are more important than others uh, in a sense of like, if your community is struggling then you should be you should be doing what you can to help your individual community and then do the other stuff on the side, right? It's just prioritize, I guess. All right, Lorax, I love that. Thank you again for sharing. Now uh, we get to the fun part. It's the leftist inquisition. The leftist inquisition. Let's get the, uh, this is the questionnaire. I hope I've sent you the most recent version. We're going to go ahead and begin with your favorite word do you have a favorite word or uh, or a favorite that you could name today yeah praxis is still my favorite word. praxis praxis is a great word I'm for sure our baby leftists what does that mean praxis is just practice yeah like putting putting good theory praxis. practice practice right? yeah good like practices that's the best way to remember okay. it is just okay. practice yeah it's like if whatever you do if you want to be good at it and you've read about it like even academia like this is one of the problems with like academia, right? Like you, they've read all these fucking books, but they've never done the praxis, right? Like they've never been in the community, built those connections. Praxis is organizing is building connections. Mobilizing is just putting people in, in places to get the most effect. Organizing is building those connections, doing the praxis of theory that you're reading, right? Um, when I say like anarchist theory, doing praxis, that's not it. Like that's not like burning down a precinct is not... I mean, it can be practiced in a lot of ways, but like there's also building that connection with the community, which is also involved in that too. And so practical application of leftist ideas, right? That's all it oh, is. Oh, is that, is, that, is that literally where that uh, term comes from? I, I, I like that actually. It's better than what I, what I yeah. imagine. Really good shit. Praxis. Do you have a least favorite word, Lorax? Mm. You know, I don't... There's there's words out there that I, I think of and I'm like I can't really think of any any cringy words that I yeah. I I think about. Um, 
I, I don't know. That's, and that's always a tough question uh, for me. I just like, someone will say something, I'm like, ugh, I don't like that word. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, no, I don't have any, sorry, skip. least favorite words. It's tough. Well, they're going to skip that question. Pass. I'm not mad. Uh, Lorax, uh, do you have like a favorite drug or vice or guilty pleasure? You can name one or two or three, any, any, any of them are all. Um, I'm a smoker. I smoke cigarettes and I think that might be my favorite guilty pleasure because it gets me away from the world for like a 10 minute break. Uh, it lowered. I know, I know we can go through the theory of like lowering anxiety, but it does for a temporary yeah. being. And then the anxiety comes back and then I smoke again and that's how that shit works. And I'm, I'm well aware of the health issues, <laughs> but, uh, I enjoy my nighttime where I'm sitting on my balcony, having a beer, and my cigarette and just like looking into Twitter. That's when my best takes come out, honestly. Yeah. Like is it nighttime? Like when I post late night on Twitter, I'm like, it's always good shit. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, make sure you set your Twitter uh, Twitter alarm uh, notifications for Lorax. And when they start going off at night, that's when the good shit's coming out. Oh, I'm excited. I'll, I'll be looking now. Top tier Lorax. Gosh. Love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I posted about my liberal parents last night. Oh. Did well. Shots fired or what? What happened there? Yeah, kind of. So my parents, my, my entire family wouldn't talk to me about politics during the prime. They did one time and I was like, yeah. went off about how Biden is, is shit. And then I went off on my brother because Dude. they were like, oh, Biden's going to be really good on race and immigration. Yeah. And uh, I pulled it up. No gods, no yeah. masters, no podcasters, no streamers. Oh, fuck. That means we got to quit our jobs, dude. Well, that's we where if you read the if you finish the tweet, oh, like, oh, it's oh. pretty good. Okay, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean it. Yeah. Are these people showing up at union drives at mutual aid events telling you ways to get involved in your community? I would hope the left and like vet community knows to keep us all honest with this. Yeah, if you scroll down, yeah. yeah it, it's a little thread. But okay. You got mo. Oh, you got a course. lot more. There's always more. There's always yeah. more. There's always more. Because what will happen is I'll tweet yeah. and then like five minutes later, like, I need to add more. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think they, if if anything, they should give us an edit bit, uh, edit button that's that like is on a timer. Like, give me fucking, let me respell some words. All right, we have a pot of stream top tier shit posters, but we push hard for local organizing more than anything. Want to change the electorate? Do it in your backyard or join an apparatus already doing it. And I like what you mentioned earlier. You mentioned you know if you there's an organization you don't like, try another one. Um, and I, I wonder what I should try. Oh, and then I, I took I a went shot to a, forced to vote or some shit like that. You don't have okay. to put that. Yeah, I don't want to piss <laughs> anyone off here, but yeah, forced to vote wasn't organizing. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sweaty. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Um, I, I don't see how they're building leftist unity, strength, or pride. And that's I, I, like when if that's like my focus, it just seems like it's a big red fucking flag when when people aren't even trying. Um. So, uh. That's good shit. I need to focus more myself. I need to like figure out how I can get involved and do more mutual aid. Um, it might take the form of doing it online, but I, I gotta, I gotta do more. I gotta be, I gotta be better. Thank you for pushing me left, Lorax. A um, couple more questions. Got a lot more here for you. Do you love have, um, do you have uh, like a sound or a noise that you love? I love uh, like water flowing. I fucking love like I like a stream, like a like an actual stream, um, or like a river. Uh, if we were to, you know, um, you know, if you ever watch Adult Swim, 
late at night or used to or whenever like they would do all these like watch our stream and it's just like a river or a creek i just fucking love that i don't know i grew up around like rivers and shit so that's where like we go out to the river a lot and so that that sound is always just really calming for me more than like the ocean i don't like the ocean fuck the ocean um spent too much time on that bitch so like now i'm you know i got my my streams check out our streams i love moving water it's the best. It's also like good on the eyes. Like it just sort of sucks you in like a fire, you know, visual ASMR. How about noises or sounds you hate or intensely dislike? I hate screeching. Like just, um, yeah. I hate to say it like kids screaming, like a really high pitch bugs the shit out of me. And then, um, like the chalkboard shit, like whenever that happens, oh, yeah. like you run a table across the ground or, or some shit and it just, <laughs> pitched those those noises i i don't like um it always yeah. makes me cringe yeah lorax next question is about reincarnation if you could come back as a plant or a different animal what, what would it be mm. you know i've thought about this a lot and i i think a penguin would be cool i, I would want to be penguin because just because like you know, people don't fuck with penguins. They're just like on their own. They're yeah. doing cool shit. They just like swim. They're always wearing tuxedos. Like, I think I want to be a fucking penguin because like they're also just such wholesome creatures. You know, yeah. if you read about them, like, you know, they find one pebble and give the pebble to the other penguin. And like, that's their mate for life. And, you know, the men do all like the housework of like, you know, sitting on the eggs while the females like fish and shit and it's like it's yeah there are such wholesome creatures i yeah. think they're so cute too i mean like something about flightless birds like but penguins not chickens or shit or turkeys <laughs> i too have never seen that movie about the penguins and their terrible life and i think that seems very nice to be a penguin <laughs> i mean and that's like the shittiest life i don't know why people think like just living your life is shitty just like doing your thing okay um and you know they have a community too like Penguins are not individual creatures. They they do things okay. for their their uh pr their pride or their herd or whatever it's called. And so like yeah, I fucking love I love penguins. And I think you know whether it's a capitalist, let's bring it into the the current system, right? Capitalists, what they do is they they get to a point where they exploit enough labor where they don't do shit and they just make money. Mm. What do we want on the left? What do we want on socialism? We want to not have to do shit we don't want to have to our labor exploited we yeah. want our basic needs uh fit we want to work maybe like two to three hours a day and then sure. do whatever we want for the rest of the day and and work on the shit that we want to do um and like that's where uh socialism truly is freedom like that individual communism is freedom and so like penguins are living that fucking life so that's not a shitty life they're just doing whatever the fuck they want and people leave them alone. And it's like in a way that, but if they're, you know, their neighbor asks for help, you fucking help them. You know, your friend asks for help, you help them. It's a letter Kenny quote, but okay. it's something that I always appreciate. You'd be a penguin. Um, you're the first person to pick a bird that doesn't fly. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I got triggered because someone's like, penguins have a shitty life. Get out of here, grammar <laughs> socialist. All right. Get the fuck out of here. Get the I mean, fuck out of here. You're banned. Yeah, because you don't need to fly for penguin. You you have your habitat. And yeah, you know what? Yeah. The only reason your habitat's going away is because fucking humans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be a would be a penguin. 
Oh, man. All right. Good points there. All right. The next question has to do about, uh, you know, heaven and God. If someday you find out they actually exist at the end of your life, what would you like to hear them say to you as you approach your version, whatever version of uh, that you hold in your head of the pearly gates? I'm going to be real cliche with this question um, or with this answer, but like I would hope that if if there were a higher power that I'd meet at the pearly gates would say, hey, you've done everything you can in your life to uh, when you made mistakes, you atoned for them and you worked very hard to change the system that caused those mistakes or created those mistakes. And you've done all you can to pull people left in a way that creates a sense of empathy and sympathy for others. And that's where um, I think that's every single religion, you know, every single what it, no matter what it is, it's all do unto others that you would do unto yourself or whatever the quote is the golden rule. Right. Um, right. I think that's, they all say that. And I think that's what I hope that, you know, I wouldn't do anything to others that I, I wouldn't do to myself. I'll chime in and I'll actually, I'll actually push back on that. There's uh, there's at least a couple of them that say, don't do unto others that you wouldn't have done unto yourself, which honestly may be more thoughtful. Um, but yes, obviously your, your point is, is very well taken and, and really important. And, you know, we've heard it before, but fuck, dude, this is very much what this show is about is, is repeating, you know, important lessons and fucking driving the point home. If I'm going to, be streaming for, you know, eight hours a day. I'm going to repeat myself from time to time. Okay. Beautiful. Thanks for the correction, by the way. I no, I'm, I didn't that. mean to correct I, you. And I'm no, sorry that I came off like that. It that's is, my that's the correct. That's the correct quote. And oh. I'm just not, you know, I haven't been part of uh, any like religious. I mean, probably since AA was highly religious. But even then I ran a, I ran a Buddhist program for myself. But like hmm. uh, back, back then, but like as a kid, I went to like Bible study and shit. Just honestly, I went to... Um, I was one of those kids in high school who went to like uh, the the Bible groups, like the the youth groups, just to like meet girls. Um, but that was me <laughs> I in high school. I think I did you know? the same, but I didn't realize. I think a lot. Of, I, th- I mean, let's admit it. Like we we same. grew up in a society where it's like, yeah, that's sweat men fucking it's fucking awful but yeah i definitely went to uh, youth groups and didn't care about anything they were teaching i just like went for the food and the the girls and like the the fun like prior like the games we would play for like an hour before yeah. we sat down and then i'd be like ugh i wish i wasn't here <laughs> guys just want one thing and it's ridiculous and it's not eternal salvation <laughs> i just i just i just want communism that's it it's actually a problem fair it's like what I'm very Fair. focused on is probably why I'm just like, I cannot hold down a relationship. Cause I'm just like, I don't have time for anything, but building, building communism. <laughs> well, make sure you do a good thing for yourself. Lorax, make some space for, uh, for an important person in your life. How about a maybe, leftist? Maybe. Hu- yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, that? no, that was it. I said maybe, okay. maybe, maybe yeah. I got my fingers crossed for you. If that's what you want for yourself. I'll right, meet so- my commie girlfriend one day. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Are you, are you like are you dead set on your on a girlfriend being a commie or a lefty or are you, are you open minded to that? It's a good question. Something that uh, <laughs> this is a really good question because at this point, yeah, I think I I think I'm pretty set. I think I'm pretty stuck on uh, certain certain criteria because I have dated the the centrists and the I've dated professors, fucking like 
professors at universe like Cal, UC schools, right? Like UC San Diego, like a sociology professor who's read all the fucking books, but also extremely liberal, like white feminist bullshit. And I was like, well, I can't do this because you're missing a lot of points. And, but because of the academia side, it's like, I'm, you know, I've smarter than you kind of thing. It's very fucking, this is why people hate liberals, really, like that, that example. And so like, yeah, I think um, because I am so political and because I think politics all the time, like one beer down at the bar, I'm just like, hey, did you know about blah, 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 worker exploitation? And it's not a great, great thing, but it's something that is part of my life. And I think, uh, you know, in order to have a healthy relationship, be very accepting or, or understanding of your partner's shit that they got going on um yeah it's one thing that yeah it's like someone's like oh yeah you shouldn't put so much commie shit in your bumble profile i was like no i should because guess what first date i'm gonna be going off about commie shit you know go off buddy go (laughs) off right well i mean otherwise you're just holding yourself back and you're gonna say it down the road and then what and then what's gonna happen you might as well say it right off the bat yeah it leads to fights for sure if if when it's political stuff i'm just like yeah I haven't dated in a long time like that. I would. I have no clue. My my hat is off to you. Oh yeah, Lawrence. being a thirty-two-year-old uh, yeah. communist trying a single world in San Diego in a place like San Diego is a, it's a thing. It's a thing for sure. So it's not exactly a commie hotbed over there in San Diego. No, that's a shame. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Hey. How about a leftist hero? Define that any way you like. A leftist hero, dead or alive, that you'd like to meet. Man, that's such a it's that's tough because there's a lot. Um, there's a lot. I would have loved. I would love to meet like Malcolm X or or Fred Hampton mm-hmm. or um, yeah. I, I would actually. I know uh, Angela Davis is still active. I'd love to meet her. Um, but like Che, Che Guevara or Fidel. Fidel Castro would be cool. I think, yeah, Nelson Mandela. There's so many people that pop in my head that are like socialists. Um, and I think I would love to just have like a conference with all of them. Mm. So for this next question, then you can keep one or, or the entire conference of them in mind. Let's say you had the chance to meet them now and sort of chat with them tell them what you're up to and, you know, maybe more about your life if you felt like you left anything out what do you think the what do you think that they'd say to you right now what do you think they'd think about you um i would hope i mean i would just want to meet them because i want to be a sponge and i would ask questions Mm. um you know i wouldn't i wouldn't worry so much about like what they think about what i'm doing right now it's how i can move forward with who i am um and i think that's where I am one of those people, it's like, it's always moving forward, right? It's always moving forward, constantly, maybe take a step back to look forward, right? And if that makes sense, mm. it's it's taking a step back, looking at yourself and saying, okay, I'm going to continue moving forward, but I need to change this about me. And I think if I were to meet any of them, I would ask, like, you know, this is what I'm doing, but how can I be better, right? Or who should I read, right? Yeah, yeah. What book, right? Uh, yeah, what's the best praxis, right? Um, and this is where, like, yeah, I one? have these. I would also ask, like, this is my dilemma between these different theories. And, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what they say. <laughs> That's beautiful. 
All right. So Lorax, uh, it's, it's beautiful because you're still here with me. We still have time. You could still set your goals. Maybe you can imagine having those conversations with them or, or maybe you get to have uh, those real life conversations with those that you look up to and, and continue to have the conversations with yourself and push yourself forward. Let's imagine you got some time and at the end of your life, what would you like for them to be able to say about you and what you've done? Man, that dude did a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I think, um, as I said, I, I did not judge myself based on followers, but like, yeah. um, I, I tend to look at myself as like, what, what have I done for the community or what am I doing for, for communities disaffected by capitalism in a, in a whole. And so I would hope, I would hope one day, I mean, I, I want to write a lot later. Um, love to sit down and write some of my thoughts out, uh, that I like put my journal, but like, I also think sometimes the things that I, I think in my head, uh, are good and should be shared. Right. And so that's where I can do the stream, but I also want to write and I want to write about that, like 15 point platform for the left that mm -hmm. could be use useful in today's contemporary anti-capitalist fight. Right. Um, and in no way I'm an, like an academic, I, I, I can write a APA paper, but that's about as far as I go, right? I don't know how the first thing about writing a book or grammar or anything like that. Like, I hate grammar shit, but mm -hmm. it's something that, like, I, I think um, if anyone were to say, hey, that dude Lorax, he did a lot, you know? He, he's he's building, building coalitions in the communities because that's what needs to happen for to save the most amount of people or to, like, help the most amount, not save. Save is a gross word. That's a word I don't really like, save. Oh, by the way, there, you go. there we go. Back to that we, question. We circled back. Yeah, perfect. And you've pissed yeah. off uh, grammar socialist, uh, grammar underscore socialist in the chat. So way to go. Um, dividing the left. And that was the exact opposite uh, goal of what we're doing here today. So very upset with you, uh, Lorax. No, really wonderful stuff there. Uh, and I really appreciate uh, you, Sharon. This does come to the conclusion of my portion of the leftist inquisition. We have just a couple minutes left for you to take any questions from the chat that you feel like answering, ignore everything else. And uh, if you have questions for me, this is your time to turn it around. I don't want it to be entirely one sided. I, mean, I feel guilty about that, you know? So, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I, of course, I mean, I always have questions, right? Like I want, I want to know what, what, what is your goal? I mean, I know you're doing some producing stuff. Like, what is your goal with what you're doing? And yeah, I'm um, curious. Number one, it's a journey and I'm like trying to figure things out. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, that's the main goal. I don't know exactly what I'm doing, uh, uh, and what's, what I'm doing that's gr good and perfect and that I should keep doing and what things I need to change. But my goals are, um, uh, very reflective of what I've learned from a mentor of mine who learned it from his mentor. Kenzo Shibata is my mentor. Karen Lewis, the CEO and president or president of uh, the Chicago Teachers Union when Rahm Emanuel closed 50 schools in one fell swoop. Uh, we striked and I was a Chicago teacher at that time. That's when I became aware of Kenzo, but we didn't really know each other until recently. Um, Kenzo would you know, he and I would go on to produce and make uh, Meet the Left. We've been doing that for about 28 weeks or so, except, of course, of course, the week I had to take off where you were on. And um, Kenzo would teach me uh, three principles, um, which is, you know, uh, when you're organizing, when you're when you're doing things, you know, ask yourself, is, is this building leftist unity, strength, 
and or power and and I'd like to think that this show attempts to uh, uh, you know move towards those goals. Um, I'm hoping to come up with more ideas to do the same and and I'm wondering like what do I do? Do I do I like just throw myself a hundred percent into streaming? Maybe this is what I have to give to the world to the, to to leftist our, our leftist community because I do feel like I have a lot to lend and I've learned a lot and I have a lot more to learn and I feel like I have like. You know, it's it, I'm like in a good place to learn these things. So maybe I do that, or do I want to split my time and, you know, uh, dig into the DSA? I went to their general uh, chapter meeting the other week, and it was honestly like I felt like I was tearing my eyeballs out. I don't know if that's for me. Maybe it was just too big of a meeting. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm a baby leftist, you know. I'm I'm just starting to ask myself, you know, important questions about. You know, it, it was only it's like it's only been a year since I've like convinced myself that uh, capitalism you can't reform it. You know, you can't like put band aids on it. It's only it's been less than a year that I convinced myself that you can't reform the police. You need to abolish the police. Um, you know, it's it. I'm like 36, but I'm just figuring these things out. So one of my goals as well is to learn my place by like trying to take a backseat by allowing people to speak to me and putting myself in positions where I can listen. That's why I made the, 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 that's why I helped make, uh, meet the left with Kenzo Shibata. That's why I help. That's why I do this show. You know, I want my channel to be less about one cis straight white guy talking and I wanted to open it up to more and more and more people. And, and that's going to be a process in itself. I, I, I'm already, already noticing. I just got a plethora of, of, of straight white dudes on my channel. And I'm like, this is fine, but let's move on from this. Let's move forward. So I, I, I got a lot to, lot to learn, a lot of room to grow, but it's fun. One of those I, things, I love it. I love streaming. And I, I love hearing that. And like one of those things is, uh, you know, with like platforming and stuff, I, uh, you know, we have a, a, a group coming on on May 8th that I'm really excited to have come on that they, they you know, they don't have a ton of followers, but they're a, a revolutionary Marxist group out of San Diego state and they're mm -hmm. called young voices of liberation. YVL org on Instagram it was like, Hey, um, I, I saw them at the, um, the protest for uh, um, um, Dante Wright the other night. And I was like, okay. they spoke and it was a young college aged black led uh, Marxist organization. Like their first reading was the Sada Shakur. And I was like, I think you should be platformed. And I think you should be like given a voice to talk about what you're doing, you know, and how you're yeah. getting your peers in college, your young, like young people into, uh, into organizing. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be funneled into like a party, but like how, you know, what does your organizing look like and what are you reading and how are you applying that practice and those kind of things and, and asking that. And I think uh, what you're saying about learning and it's like constantly learning, it's like I uh, tend to default to uh, learning from, you know, actions. I think a lot of a lot of those things it's like learning, sometimes learning the hard way and just mm -hmm. like being in the communities and, and you know, I knocked a shit ton of doors that that's that helped me out a lot too i knocked like 1500 doors in 2020 and like a thousand in 2016 for bernie oh. and so like i uh i talked to a lot of fucking people and so hearing their stories and then seeing how like we go about our like marxist organizing i was like yeah i just don't i don't see um you know a lot of that connection with working people right um and so that's where when we talk about movements I think uh, I think the only movement we've seen in our lifetime is probably the Bernie Sanders. But again, yeah. uh, that that was about it. Um, you know, 
I don't think we've really seen a movement yet in this country, and I think uh, I'm excited to actually see it. Uh, maybe Bernie was the was the movement, but all it did was like once he left, you know, everyone got split up. Um, so very disappointing what happened uh, in many different ways there. Yeah, and if you are looking for like rating list stuff, yeah. um, you know, I would say uh, you know Gomer, Sal, or lo- Lady uh, Over Stegen here. Yes. Um, th- uh, I know Comrade Kenny does a lot of stuff on his channel too, but like right. readings, um, reading theory, reading the various theories, not siloing into one or two, but like reading all. Right. Um, someone was posting uh, Colleen. I think she, Colleen E. The Meanie on Twitter. She's from Chicago. I think she was like, "Yeah, read some black black theory, black right. Marxist theory, um, not just stick yes. with like the the old white guys all the time." Right. Right, read because, the Asadas, read the fucking Angela Davises, read them, you know? Uh, and yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, um, indigenous, I mean, it's, it, it's like, it's not like white people invented communism, stateless, moneyless societies. Yeah, exactly. Indigenous people are uh, the red, red revolution. Um, I think the red network is the, the website that I go to and I read a lot of like indigenous Marxist theory and it's like, yeah. Really solid stuff. Really solid stuff. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. I, I got just a couple of minutes before my next interview. Lorax, um, you know, like I mentioned, my goals are building leftist unity, strength and pride uh, in, 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 in whatever way I can figure out how to do that. And in that spirit, we've invited you in the same spirit. Thank you for sharing uh, with us. I'm, I'm hoping we could schedule you in again so that now we've knocked out the sort of intro. Now we can we can we can actually start to dig into to more important things to uh, uh, sort of pet projects any anything topical that pops up uh, that along the way you want you you want to chat with me about in my audience feel feel free to feel free to sort of like invite yourself uh, and and we'll we'll get that scheduled up okay really invited uh, really enjoyed chatting with you today Lorax um, you're a leftist uh, personal hero of mine I really look up to each and every one of you over there at the left at left flank vets. And, uh, and again, I appreciate the, uh, your time today. Thank you so much, buddy. Sure. Take care, Dan. Thanks for having me. All right. Peace. Now we'll see you next time. Love your face. There. Okay. Uh, did I break it? It's okay. Don't worry. Hey, YouTube. You're watching a clip from my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Simpson, where you can follow for free and subscribe for only $5 a month. Thanks for watching.